pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. episode 191 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode of the Battlefront Podcast, we're going to go over, uh, over some of the, the plans that we have for the future of the podcast, as well as the hero changes for the uh, most recent update, the uh, Battle on Scarif update. And we'll be going over the uh, possibility or lack thereof of a Battlefront 3. Let's get started. Let's get started with some of the plans that we have for the future of this podcast. So we were talking about it last week. Last week's episode was a very emotional and long ride into uh, the feelings that we had about Battlefront's support ending and how all of the developers are going towards uh, Battlefront 20 or Battlefield 2021, Battlefield 6 or whatever it's going to be called. Still sad about it. Um, started, got, got past the phase where I was very, very sad anytime I played it, played it a little bit more, greatly enjoying the update. There are a lot of odd changes though, uh, some, some weird bugs and such with the game. One of the things that they're going to be trying to accomplish as much as they can with not having an actual team for it, they're trying to adjust the ATSTs on original trilogy supremacy and i'm not really sure because at this point a lot of the stuff they're they're limited to is on the server side so we'll see how they actually end up tackling that up that that issue because it is a big problem for people who play that game mode the atsts are extremely overpowered with the amount that they're in i think there's five total that you can get on in the game mode which is, which is pretty madness. As for the future of this podcast, we would like it to continue, and uh, it's going to change. Uh, for the for the for the most recent future, it's going to be the Battlefront podcast. But in the future, we are probably going to shift it to a general Star Wars gaming podcast. And um, we had a few comments about the the continuation of the show. Topics you all want to uh, have us talk about. And one of them was actually a suggestion. We got it from a few people about covering other Star Wars games, older Star Wars games, and going uh, one person likened it to a a a book review so maybe every month we have a different game that we jump into and we handle it kind of like a book club so we all have the we we announce the game that we're going to be covering and maybe it's uh, jedi academy which i'm playing right now surprise <laughs> funnily enough so maybe it's jedi academy and we all play through that and then we we maybe that run of episodes for that month we talk about that specific book or just a couple weeks we talk about or not book but uh we talk about the specific game our thoughts on it and uh possibly also the likelihood of future star wars games in the specific genres that we have could be really fun. Let us know if that's something that you'd like to see us do. And the thoughts about changing this from the Star Wars Battlefront podcast exclusively and then having like a banner for the, the feed. Maybe it's maybe we'll bring back the, the moniker of Star Wars Umplink, a throwback to over 100 episodes ago where uh, we tried to start a separate show that t- uh, talked about games that weren't Battlefront and didn't 
didn't go very well because the only game that was coming out was Battlefront, so it didn't really go anywhere. But let us know. Uh, there are a multitude of ways that you can uh, get in contact with us on Instagram, on Twitter. Our DMs are open. We'd greatly appreciate it uh, that way, as well as on our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com, or on the YouTube comments of this specific video. Also, shout out to uh, 501st Captures. I am currently selling an extra laptop of mine, and I'm going to use that money towards a gaming PC, and he helps set up a uh, PC parts list. And if other people have uh, experience in building PCs, budget's going to be around at, at least $800 for the PC itself, looking to build it, and I have... Uh, a budget of about three to four hundred on the monitor, but if I could find one cheaper, I could use the extra money on the, the computer. So let us know if you have that expertise as well. And one of the reasons that we're looking into this is streaming. We want to be able to stream Star Wars games on the Battlefront Podcast YouTube channel, uh, stream games where we have uh, collaborations with a bunch of other Battlefront and uh, gaming creators maybe play that new squad game be pretty cool with the, the star wars mod yeah i'm super excited about it i'm i've been wanting to build a pc for years now and uh, now in a place that we can actually do that sadly it's at the end of battlefront's life cycle which is kind of the bummer part but i think we can have a lot of fun even with that sam would you would you be interested in streaming specifically battlefront or just like just in general because we could stream other games as well but have to be star wars games right for that YouTube channel, maybe? Yeah, I'd be willing to play maybe an older Star Wars game, like um, maybe not Knights of the Old Republic. That's a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> it's a little tedious. There. Maybe the the Commando, what is it? Yeah, uh, Republic Commando. Yeah, that, that one looks really fun, and there's a couple of gyms there. I, I would be willing to stream that and play through that for the first time. Definitely. Sure. It'd be cool uh, to have us both hooked up like microphone-wise as we play through it be really fun and it could be because we might change the format of like you sort of saying we got some suggestions like a book review format we could record the episodes and throughout the week we could maybe stream one or two times definitely and they yeah can, they can play along with us and then at the end of the week we'll do another podcast kind of just covering our thoughts and kind of like a mini review of the the game definitely i think it could be really fun i think we could really make our own little community on this and specifically like star wars game because there isn't like a whole lot of specific podcasts uh and a great one is the jodo cast they're a very popular uh star wars gaming one but they they cover more of the broader gaming scope they they cover video games as well as um board games and that such such things we'll, we'll see about maybe uh, collaborating with them at some point could be fun but there is a bright future um really really looking forward to streaming it could be it's something that i've been wanting to do and we tried to many years ago and it just didn't work out with the setup that we had our mac was having problems as well as uh, our internet appears not fast enough to actually stream but uh, in the, the studio in town i ordered a bunch of acoustic panels so we're gonna slap those on the walls get it all set up acoustically and then uh hook up gonna get some ethernet to take full advantage of the 200 megabits per second up and down but now that that's out of the way please let us know what you'd like to see in the future of this podcast because we we love we love this community that we've built up around you the listener and the friends that we've made in this community and we'd really like to continue going forward and make it more of a platform game like make this podcast more of a, a discussion and tips and tricks because for so long it's been kind of like a, a news thing and now we can change it and make it our own which is a really fun opportunity and in the future we may do some more star uh, more gaming podcasts 
we've been playing a lot of Apex Legends, so maybe we do something on Apex Legends. Now, let's get talking about the hero changes in the uh, last update. Last update has two meanings now. <laughs> got the the forums up here now and this is the general changes here based on his new era appropriate appearance upper palpatine alongside jubaka is now available as player controlled in ai heroes on age of resistance era maps of uh, supremacy instant action co-op missions they fix an issue that would cause headshot damage when hitting certain heroes in the right side forearm as a hero that's a very interesting bug there it's very specific mm -hmm. so if you hit them on the right side forearm, it would count it as a headshot. Welcome to uh, game development. <laughs> Blaster heroes who can use a scope on their weapon now go in full first person view and do not stay in third person anymore. This changes where the blaster shot comes from, improving the experience. So that's cool to see. Be a little more accurate now. Based on his new era appropriate appearance, Darth Maul alongside Yoda is now available as player controlled in AI heroes on Age of Rebellion era maps of supremacy, instant action, and co op. Dash abilities for all heroes and reinforcements. These are now following the direction of the camera instead of the character model. This applies to the below abilities. Dash strike for Rey. Obi Wan has the defensive rush. Uh, Han Solo, Shoulder Charge, BB-8 Rolling Charge, General Grievous, Claw Rush, First Order, Jet Trooper, Jet Tackle, Ovisian Gunner, Charge. Gives a little more control, right? Yeah, so in, before it was the position of the model. So say, say your model was looking more to the right, but you were looking just a tad bit to the left or so. It would go to the right instead of where your camera was pointing. Now it has been changed, so wherever your ch uh, camera is pointing in the direction that you are looking as the as the player controller, it now goes in that direction. Yeah, this should have just been from the start. <laughs> I guess I could just got so much used to it, to playing around this style, that I didn't really have any problems or notice anything. But I'm just the charge charging in this game is just really janky. It was mm -hmm. a, it was in the previous game it was even really bad. Yeah, but it's nice to see they're changing up some core mechanics because that now that I think about it in retrospect, we really did need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those like, oh, we didn't have that originally. That's cool. And uh, now we are moving on to BB-8 and BB-9E. They fixed an issue with BB-8's twist, milestone, not tracking score accurately. Fixed an issue where BB-9E's charge-up ability would not lead to reduction of cooldown times on allies. So that's good to see. They uh, For Leia, they fixed an issue where Leia's thermal detonator's ability could go and cool down prematurely before all detonators are thrown. Hallelujah! This is something that I was so annoyed with anytime I played Leia. It would only allow me to throw like one sometimes two grenades before it went to cooldown. So this is great to see and actually makes uh, playing Leia so much better. Chewbacca fixed an issue where Chewbacca could do melee attacks in midair after activating charge slam. Chewbacca's charge slam ability will be less likely to be triggered when Chewbacca falls from small heights. Fixed an issue where Chewbacca's... I was going to say Google. <laughs> fixed an issue where Chewbacca's goggle lenses in the Vandor heist appearance would not be visible in the collection screen. Fixed an issue where Chewbacca's charge slam animation would be interrupted when jumping over an uneven surface during the ability's duration. That's good. Yeah, his charge slam is really janky too. It's super, super janky. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. 
the buttons weird like you want to slam early but sometimes it makes you do the entire animation sometimes yeah. it does prematurely so definitely needed those few buffs there or yeah. more tweaks and buffs I always get interrupted anytime I try to do the charge slam. Like, I'll go into the animation and get shot, and I'll be like, oh, I, I didn't do anything. But this is good to see. For Boba Fett, fix an issue where Boba Fett could disable the blaster weapon of targets that aren't concussed when shooting behind them. I think they also changed how he couldn't regen his fuel if you aren't midair or something along those lines. It was either they, you couldn't or you could. I, I, they don't have it on here, so it was one of the, someone, a player found it out. And it wasn't actually in the notes. But they did make some changes to Boba Fett. Some people are really happy about it. Some people aren't. So I haven't played Boba Fett in a while. So I need to go back and check to see exactly what was changed. Yeah, we're at the point where our Boba Fett's so low level. Because he's so bad at low level. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's playable at higher levels. But yeah, we well, don't want to put the, like the we, time into that. Yeah, we used to play him a lot. And then they started messing him was messing with him in every update. Making him different. So we didn't really play yeah, him all the, that much. in the beta... Like when we went to EA Play, he was really good, and then they just he just went downhill downhill from there. This this is a, a greatly important one here. Ray fix the visual issue where Ray's mouth would not move during her emotes or voice lines. <laughs> it's funny, like you'll have these game changing updates, and then you'll have one every now and then where it's like. Oh yeah, the the raised mouth wasn't moving. We need to fix that. They also improved the uh, animation of Captain Phasma's uh, staff strikes, which is really nice and smooth. It's a bit faster now, and it looks even better. Right, from even from the beginning, from Phasma, she just had some real issues with her, with her strikes. I mean, they're they're okay, but like the range is a little rough. But I'm glad to see the animation's been improving because when she first was released, I mean that basically didn't have an ability because it was mm-hmm. useless uh, cinematic captures did a great video on what was all that was changed throughout the years of battlefront fascinating watch and he actually goes through the different changes of the animations that they did to the heroes and some of the reinforcements i would definitely go check that out because it is a great watch they improved audio effects for obi-wan's restrictive mind trick ability and they fixed an issue where lando's weapon would heat up even when shooting during the super success minigame boss can prove visual effects to better show the range of boss proximity mines on various terrains yeah this is he, that's kind of a wonky ability too so it's good to see they're really fixing mm-hmm. the the Bosk really weird abilities. He's a really play. and he's pretty good. I mean, you have to, you have to play him a specific way, but he's been right. If you're a really good boss, but I feel like he he does best when like on capital supremacy or supremacy mm-hmm. now. Yeah, you can really go in. One of my favorite things when I play co-op is to run into the the capture point, place down my dioxys and my bombs, and then run back to regen my health and kind of snipe from uh, from afar. And that is really helpful, and especially in those moments where the AI are trying to tech capture that point and are doing a great job in holding it. So clearing those out is a great, great bonus. Yeah, and I've definitely noticed the kind of lackluster showing of the uh the proximity mines especially it seems like the whenever i play bosk in the ai the ai always shoot it down and do damage to me <laughs> and that's sometimes because i don't really know where they reach to sometimes i think i'm out of the range so so that's really nice to see 
Definitely. For Kylo Ren, they fix an issue where Kylo Ren's freeze while a player is performing a roll or dash would invert the direction of the movement upon the player being able to move again. It's a very complicated sentence there. But what I believe it means, if you were rolling while Kylo Ren freezed you, it would reverse the movement of the direction that you were being. So say you're rolling right, he freezes you, then when you get out of the freeze, you'd start rolling left. Yeah, that's a very specific interaction there. I mean, the the freeze already has a kind of pretty quick startup, so mm-hmm. it's got to be the timing right on both sides to get that off. Yeah. And they also fixed a clipping issue on Kylo Ren's Power of Darkness victory pose. General Grievous fixed an issue that would cause General Grievous's abilities to be interrupted by abilities and melee attacks of other players. That's fantastic to hear. That should just be... I feel like other heroes and villains are affected by this as well, mm-hmm. especially Chewbacca. Yes. Fix an issue that would allow the player to trigger the unrelenting advance ability twice, causing Grievous to repeat the animation endlessly. <laughs> I've definitely done this a couple times consecutively, but not to the point where it's endless. Because mm-hmm. that's another one where you, you have to start it off before you get hit, so you kind of have to time it right. They also fixed a visual issue, uh, issue with uh, heroes versus villains, where back ground uh, starfighters would occasionally be seen flying through Death Star 2 on Heroes versus Villains. And then on Hero Showdown, they fixed an issue where the audio from the activation of dark side lightsabers on the intro of Hero Showdown would be delayed, and they fixed an issue where hero voice lines could be heard during the Hero Showdown intro. Right, I feel like that one's been there for a while. A lot of these changes have been in the game since launch, it seems. Yeah, so, so. it's good that they, they, they took notice of this, and with the last update, they tried to change as much as possible. They also introduced a bunch of bug, bugs, but that's game development. You fix one thing, you cause problems with like five other things, if not more. Now, before we end the episode, let's talk about the, the, the sad news from actually pretty pretty legit leaker, Bespin Bulletin. He actually leaked the, uh, the, the script for episode 9, I believe, before it came out. So he, he's actually pretty, pretty up there. He's got a lot of sources within Lucasfilm and actually said for rumbling uh, that he heard rumblings of Battlefront 2 ending for quite some time. He didn't expect it so quickly, which leads me to believe that there were some shakeups inside EA and um, DICE and all of that fun stuff. But this is what he says about the next game and using quotations here. Today, Battlefront 2 released its final update, the Battle of Scare following yesterday's announcement that this is the end of the road for new content. For the player base, this was a gut punch, losing support for one of the few modern-day Star Wars games on the market. Back in June 2019, the creative director of Battlefront 2, Dennis Brenval, was very passionate about continuing updates for years to come for Battlefront 2. Around a similar time, DICE revealed that in December they'd be taking a break from Clone Wars-era content for a while to focus on the Rise of Skywalker and later original trilogy-era content. But they planned to go back to the Clone Wars. However, this was not the case as today's update. The Battle of Scarif is the final update for new content. Many fans began speculating, hoping, and getting excited for the end of the content meant a third Battlefront was on the horizon. I'm unfortunately here to tell you it's not. For a month or so, I'd been hearing that the end was very near for Battlefront 2. I didn't know when, but I was getting word that it was happening, and honestly, I didn't expect it to be this quickly. Personally, I was hoping for DICE to have one last hurrah, a return to Clone Wars with the addition of the highly requested heroes, Ahsoka and Ventress, alongside Coruscant, as I expected many fans were also. From what I've heard, been hearing, there is no Battlefront 3. Most of the team at DICE working on Battlefront 2 will be shifted to Battlefield 2021, 
a game that EA are determined to make a return to form following the disappointing Battlefield 5 in 2018. And as I have exclusively reported in the past, EA's next two Star Wars games are EA's Motives Combat Flight Simulator Project Maverick, releasing in 2021. In 2022, we will see the sequel to Respawn's Jedi Fallen Order. And in 2023, the deal between EA and Lucasfilm comes to an end. It's very possible that EA and Lucasfilm will come to an agreement that EA will hold on to the Star Wars license for longer, but even if that's the case, work on another Star Wars title after Jedi Fallen Order sequel will not begin until a new deal is set in stone. So in the hypothetical world that EA and Lucasfilm reach an agreement, a third entry in EA's Battlefront series wouldn't arrive until 2024 or 2025 at the earliest. But like I said, it's hypothetical to get your hopes up. So let's break this down a bit. So we we know that he, in the past, has been a very trustworthy leaker. So I'm really taking this as this is an actual thing that is happening. A work on a Battlefront 3 would definitely start having rumors. Like when Battlefront 2015 ended, there were definitely... We, we basically knew for sure Battlefront 2 was happening, and it's different this time. Yeah, this all seems um, very... Even if it's, I think it's credible too, but it just seems very logical. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing far out about this um, assumption, or not really an assumption, just assessment. But yeah, I I do agree. Yeah, I wouldn't see a new another Battlefront coming out until they do re- renew their license, if that even happens. Yeah, which which we don't know for sure because there's been a lot of things at Disney that have been sh- uh, shaking up, and because there haven't been a whole lot of Star Wars games. Maybe they just decide, hey, we're going to handle this ourselves and not go through a third party, i.e. EA. Yeah, I could definitely see them uh, taking the IP and kind of just, like we talked about last episode, kind of taking different lesser-known studios and kind of having them do yeah. their thing. And I, I feel like that would be better for the franchise. Treating, not treating necessarily, it more like they do the movies Not necessarily shows. better for the Battlefront fan franchise, but just better for the Star Wars game franchise. Yeah. I think I think if they choose right, but I mean, Lucasfilm has had Lucasfilm and Disney have had some issues with choosing uh, the the directors that they need to, and they've been kind of blind to gaming at all. They aren't really connected to that front. It definitely seems like we're in the '70s and video games are just happening now. So we'll see we'll see how that that shifts because even even in the height of Lucasfilm games, Lucas. Lucas Arts. There were they didn't really handle it all that well. It was all over the place in terms of quality. So that was one that was one good thing about EA having it is even though they canceled most of the games, they did have a quality bar that they had to meet and some games just didn't do that. So That's true. But I mean, we do have a few Star Wars things confirmed like you were saying. But mm-hmm. Yeah, like he said that we're getting um Project Maverick which is supposed to be a uh, combat a flight combat simulator, which would be really fun. It sounds neat, but not very much. I don't see a future for that necessarily, like a franchise's Battlefront. But it's really neat to have. Yeah, it 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 could be it could be a franchise if they were to go like off that's of like more, that's more of a gimmick kind of novelty type well, game. Rogue Squadron was a, a franchise, so and that was a series of those combat flight fighting games. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. They couldn't make another one realistically before they renew the license anyway. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. So kind of this, these last few Star Wars games are kind of like the last hurrah within EA's owning the license. It's either they renew it and continue forward or just Disney reabsorbs it as their own. But yeah, apart from these three, I don't see any other games coming out because they just don't have the time, which is 2023. 
Yeah, 2023 is when it ends and in terms of them having three, the license. I mean, three years even with the realistic setbacks that they've experienced in the back mm-hmm. and the past, rather. Even if we didn't have uh, COVID-19 coronavirus happening, it would be a put, It would be very outlandish to expect anything other than Just like all, all the cards are stacked against them. If there was going to be any more games, we've already heard about it by now because yeah. they would have already had to start development to get it before the license renewal. Yeah. So, yeah, these are the last bits of Star Wars games we're getting at the moment, which is kind of sad. Yeah, but I, I'm really excited for the sequel to Fallen Order. I think that'll right, be that super That is really awesome. something to look forward to. That's kind of like the the golden child of the the few things they've announced. Yeah. Respawn is just a fantastic developer. Like, my gosh, give them all of the freedom to make all of the games that they want to because they 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 surpass with story they surpass especially in gameplay the gameplay of respawn games are incredible right it's kind of sad to think that even if we do get a battlefront it'll be five years down the line which is which is quite a bit of time there yeah but i do hope that eventually happens and that's enough time between things to be be sure of well that that's enough time between games to actually expect a new game so we we shall see i mean we did go through quite a bit of time between pandemics battlefront yeah we went about 10 years um, 10 years exactly 10 years so i mean actually it may have been 11 25 yeah 11 years bit, yeah. between uh, battlefront 2004 to battlefront 2015 right i mean five years is way less than that so yeah so i do <laughs> One think on the bright side yeah we could expect it maybe if ea doesn't have it as much as i love the dice team they have shown that they aren't really capable of running two games at once that if you have one game that's getting great support, you have battle like if Battlefront's getting great support and great communication, you have Battlefield Five over here suffering because they had a lot of issues with communication and support. So I'd love it to be given to a maybe make a separate team, give it to someone just starting out, would be awesome. Yeah, I mean if EA wasn't so cheap with their resources, they would have already done that for these two games because these are what two AAA games. I mean they're massive games. It's not like they're running two indie games at the same time. These are like big, massive ticket items here. Yeah, both I mean, AAA both games. Both of them need to have a dedicated team, which it's kind of unfortunate they were kind of dividing their resources there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's it's sad that we won't be getting a Battlefront 3 for quite some time. There is a um, so there is a petition going on to have more paid support for Battlefront 2. They've actually got quite a bit of signatures. I'm not a huge believer in the effectiveness of petitions. Yeah, there aren't I don't, great I don't think that would go success far. rates on them. And EA has, uh, they've definitely set their mind on Battlefront, Battlefield 2021. But it could definitely show them that there is an interest for this kind of content going into the future. So it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. So it is available uh, if you are a believer in petitions. I'm not a huge proponent of them, but they are out there. I mean, if anything, it's more of the statement to EA that we really do care about this game to the point we're willing to pay for DLC. Because mm-hmm. yeah. everything, you know, in the past was, you know, not paid, at least for this game. So that's definitely a statement there, but yeah, kind of depressing for the future of Battlefront right right now, at least. Yeah. But there is, a, there, we at least have a future for Star Wars games. It's not super fleshed out, sadly. But I mean, all of all of the Star Wars games thus far have been extremely successful. I just don't see why they're not utilizing this IP yeah. to the fullest. So they got the license in, in 20, 2013. They had it for 10 years. They released Battlefront 2015. 
They released um, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. They released Battlefront Two, and they released Jedi Fallen Order. So there's three games there. And then the new Lego Star Wars is coming out as well. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and it'll probably be seven. Seven total games in ten years. I mean, I'm I, as much as I love the Lego games, I really don't. I wouldn't count those as well, like they, the big the big ticket items as Battlefront or Jedi Fallen. True, Order. and technically they aren't EA games, so five five total right, games just from under EA under the umbrella there. Yeah, I don't count the Lego Star Wars games as much as fun they are, but I don't I don't really consider those into the whole scheme of things. Well, yeah, because as their Traveler's Tales, which is uh, Warner Brothers Interactive. Right, I feel like EA doesn't for that. So, I mean, yeah, EA, technically it's under the umbrella, but I feel like they don't have much to do with that. Yeah, and it's actually not controlled by EA at all, so they don't really count under the EA thing. So they made five games in ten years. That is, or awful. they will will make five games in ten years if nothing gets canceled. Right, we don't know. No, I I'd assume the next and they canceled like will be three. Successful. Yeah, there's a lot of cancellations as well. I mean, that's just with Star Wars in general. I'm mean, Star Wars is one of the, if not the biggest, you know, fantasy type franchise out there i mean i've said this before if you slap star wars on something it sells 30 times more so i don't see why ea is utilizing this to its maximum potential because mm-hmm. it if anything it's benefiting the company by making the money yeah it's a sad yeah so five games over 10 years and they canceled like two or three it's it's a sad state hopefully we'll we'll see how the future of the game goes um, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the future of Star Wars games. It will definitely be interesting once we hit the 2023 mark and and how that goes. Deals are presumably already starting to happen because it's so close. It's three years, and it takes so long to do anything with these big companies. So we shall see. Would Would you personally like to see a keep the the contractor? I've I've wondered about that. There are bonuses, like I said, about quality. Um, it would be good as a quality standpoint to have standpoint to have one publisher do it, but I think in terms of the amount of Star Wars games that I would per to, prefer to have, the open approach to where Lucasfilm has it and they they do it like they do the movies and the TV shows. They find awesome developers and they say, "Hey, do you want to make a Star Wars game?" And they give them the money to do that, and they make a Star Wars game. There, there are bonuses to that too, but there's also the the fact that we could get a lot of shovelware. We could get a lot of games where it just seems like they didn't have a heart in it. So we'll, we'll see. Right, and I feel like if if Disney just reabsorbed the the IP for that, it would they would not make another Battlefront because I, I feel I feel like EA kind of reinvented that the name of that franchise. So I, yeah. I don't really see if Disney takes it back that there would be a Battlefront three. I do see your point. It would definitely. I do think if if Lucas Lucas Arts came back and this is hypothetical, they wouldn't call it Lucas Arts again, but say Lucas Arts, the the game development section of Lucasfilm, came out and said, "Hey, we we've got the license. We'll just handle it ourselves. We are we we will probably definitely get fewer online games." Yeah, I feel like they might do a kind of renaissance to the the past of Star Wars games, like you mentioned, Lucas Arts and kind of. Those yeah, sort of the single player of those games were single player. Yeah, I feel like that that would be the case because EA is kind of like the forefront of multiplayer AAA games. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiplayer live services is all that they are about right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's what they process there, and I feel like LucasArts would be quite the opposite. I mean, as much as I would enjoy single player Star Wars games, I'm 
I guess it just, you know, pros and cons to each side as well. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So we shall see going forward. The way that EA has handled the license so far, I'm not super fond of. I think they made a lot of mistakes, but maybe going to the next phase, they don't make those mistakes. But I would, I think as far as like communication goes, it may be better opening it up for many different developers and kind of like having a bid system on them. And it would be interesting for sure. But we'll see on that... This is an unprecedented thing. When when EA got the license for Star Wars, it was going against twenty to thirty plus years, yeah, about twenty years of Star Wars games and how they were run. They found a developer, they made a Star Wars game, and that was the end. It wasn't this developer made all the Star Wars games. It was they shopped around. I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBpodcast, twitter.com slash SWBpodcast. Stay there for updates on Star Wars content, Star Wars gaming, and updates on our show. Uh, We're also on Instagram where we share clips of the show as well as memes. All the memes. Star Wars memes. Star Wars gaming memes. Star Wars Battlefront memes. We've got them there. Stay tuned for our YouTube channel. We've got some changes on there. Once we get the PC, we're also hoping to get actual gameplay on the uh, video uh, video side of our podcast. So instead of the, the blank static image, we'll hopefully have some gameplay coming your way, as well as many streams of Star Wars games, Star Wars Battlefront. I would love to get a bunch of the Star Wars creators on the, the Battlefront creators, the Star Wars game creators, together on a uh, game of the original Battlefront because they did get an update to where you can play online with it. So that would be really fun. You can support us on Patreon. It'd be greatly appreciated. Helps us out a ton. Helps us continue the show. If you'd like to see more content, it helps us out a ton to have that. Helps us with our hosting. Helps us with upgrade of equipment and rent on the studio. Be greatly appreciated. Any support helps, a dollar, whatever you can give, or sharing it with your friends is another great way. You can also support us on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Another great free way to support this show is through leaving a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere that has reviews, we would greatly appreciate it. We have over 100 on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for that. It is great to see. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, and our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. As always, thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. Testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, Sam, how's it going? Hey.